0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Do It With Rio. Today, I'm really excited to introduce Janice. I actually met Janice maybe three or four years ago at an ASB event um, when you were in the middle of your, your MBA. So fantastic to talk to you now. Um, hey, Janice, would you would you mind introducing yourself a little bit?
1: Yeah, hey, John, I'm so happy to be here. And you're right, we did meet about three to four years ago. And we came full circle because I actually interviewed you for my ASB Mm. podcast. I'm not sure if you remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And today, I I really want to talk specifically about MBAs. Um, I I do so many talks about switching careers and, and giving career advice. And one of the questions that started coming up recently you know, as so many people are thinking about switching careers at the moment, with the effects of the pandemic, um, uh, employment trends are changing, and people are wondering: should they do an MBA? Um, they're they they're they're researching what is the value that it could add to my career? Uh, is it useful for my particular career? Um, and I don't always have those answers off offhand. And most of the most of the articles that you find online are written by or or on behalf of MBA schools, so it's not necessarily. Although it's not wrong information, it's not necessarily the best place to go if you're doing a making a very big uh, decision like this. So I thought it'd be fantastic to get your opinion, uh, hear what you had to say about having done an MBA and uh, now having finished one and gone into uh, uh, the next stage of your life, and see 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 what the process was like for you. Um, but actually, what was what was your decision making process when you decided that you wanted to think about doing an MBA? How, how did you approach it? How did you make that decision?
1: Yeah, happy to answer that. So just a bit of context about my background. Uh, to start with, I was actually legally trained. So my mm. background is in law, but I'm currently working in a beauty company based um, in Hong Kong. So I'm actually in Hong Kong for work, mm. where I do HR policy and strategy. So, you know, for my career trajectory, I essentially pivoted out of legal practice after having done the MBA. So a little bit of the story, right? You asked about my thought process when I decided to do the MBA. I was actually, you know, I went to law school and I practiced as a lawyer after my studies in Malaysia. And while I really did enjoy my studies, you know, I really enjoyed law school. I loved bar school, but I didn't enjoy legal practice. And, you know, I I gave it a fair shot slightly under two years. But I think during that time, I kind of knew that this really wasn't what I wanted to do in the long term. So there was a lot of soul searching involved, right? And I did Mm -hmm. think, okay, this is really not where I want to be. But the biggest problem I had at the time was that I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what the next step would look like. So I felt a bit lost. And at that point of time, you know, I was really done with with bar school. I had not imagine that I would go on to do an MBA because bar school is already very very intellectually taxing so I was like nah I don't think I'm going to go to school again but um, at a point of time you know my best friend who was also a former lawyer she then embarked on an MBA at the Asia School of Business so it was Mm. through a lot of conversations with her and having known like you know what she was exposed to what she was learning that made me decide you know, even though at that point, I felt slightly young, and we can talk about that a bit later, you know, just kind of two years, mm. um, felt a bit like, you know, I needed maybe a bit more time, I decided to just apply for the MBA anyway, at the Asian School of Business. And I got in because, you know, it, I gave myself a fair shot. Mm. I was like, okay, I got it. And the rationale for me to say yes to doing it eventually is because I thought, you know, an MBA, it would open doors for me, it will allow me to explore different types of careers, different industries, and present a lot of networking opportunities, which um, is what I eventually got to experience.
0: Mm. I I, I can imagine. But actually, had had you heard of Asia School of Business before your friend introduced you?
1: Yeah, so a a little bit about the Asia School of Business, it's fairly new, right? Um, Mm. I think it's about, we hit five years old recently, so it is a very young school, and Um, to be very honest, before my best friend embarked on the MBA at the ASB, Asia School of Business, I had not heard of the school before. So it Mm. was really through, you know, my best friend and having gone to a luncheon that was organised by the uh, ASB Ladies Association, that was my first exposure, you know, towards the Asia School of Business. And of course, five years later, since its inception, it's already gotten pretty high traction, especially around Mm. Asia. I'm sure, I mean, you've attended a lot of our schools, different networks events career um, come career events so I'm sure like you know by now things are a lot different than it was very you know a few years ago
0: mm, I, I went to their new campus uh, a few weeks ago which which was fantastic but I I, I I guess it's very easy for me to take it for granted that people in Malaysia know who they are because I'm, I'm in the HR space I'm in the recruitment space I go to a lot of the events so I, I know so much about them um, but actually I think a lot of Malaysians don't realize that we have a very high quality, already fairly globally recognised MBA school, right, right, right here in KL, um, and it's, it's something that more Malaysians should take advantage of. But um, no. how how has it impacted your your career since 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 you since you moved on? Has it has it helped you hit the career goals that you hoped it would, or has it actually completely changed your your career goals?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say it completely changed my career goals. I, as I already mentioned earlier, right, like I went into the into the MBA, not sure really of where Mm -hmm. I wanted to go, and I think that's something that's not often said. You don't really hear that on ports and quants, or even on all these, you know, articles that you find online. It seems. You know, from the articles that you read, it seems that everybody would have gone into business school, laser focused on what exactly they want to achieve. But Mm -hmm. I found that that really wasn't the case when, you know, when I met different people and I spoke to different people. So I went into business school thinking that I would go into consulting, of course, (laughs) or, you know, investment Mm -hmm. banking, one of those, uh, the typical post-MBA careers. But having gone through the program and got my, you know, exposure in different types of industries, I actually pivoted into HR and you know to your question how has it impacted my career it's it's completely transformed my career and allowed me to do like a triple switch so this is a term that you might hear in the MBA circle right when Mm. you talk about triple switch is a switch of industry role and location and it's a switch that Mm. most career advisors would say is um, very risky slash you know (laughs) difficult to achieve but I mean, honestly, thankfully, because thanks to ASB and, you know, some luck involved in the process, I did manage to achieve that switch of moving to Hong Kong to do do HR. So Mm. it's been very transformational in terms of my career trajectory. And I think more than that, even on like a very personal front, right, it's helped me battle a lot of um, self-limiting beliefs, imposter Mm. syndrome, and having those, you know, as a lawyer, I can't do X, Y, Z, I can't math, I can't, there are a lot of Self-limiting beliefs yep. that I had during the program and of course before the program, but I felt that having gone through it, it's really helped me see that there's a lot that I could actually achieve.
0: Mm. Oh, definitely, def- definitely. And obviously, some it's 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 very important to focus your career on things that you're passionate about and things that you love doing. Um, but but also, a career is there to make money uh, so that you can live the lifestyle that you want and 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 do all these other things. But so, do, do you think? an MBA is just good for allowing you to follow your passions and, and switch careers to, to, to different careers that you think are more fulfilling? Or do you actually think an MBA is a, a good investment uh, for the future in terms of the money that you're paying for the MBA and the time that you take out compared to the, the salaries that it allows you to demand uh, when, when once you graduate?
1: Mm, I think that's a very important question that you asked, right? Because, you um, a lot of people often talk about when they when they think about should i pursue an mba or not it normally is coupled with like the upsides that an mba can mm. bring so i think my short answer to that is that i can't definitively say that it's a mm. good or bad investment but it can <laughs> be a very good investment and so i think what i can offer instead are maybe things that you should think about you know think about what is it that you want to achieve out of the mba and whether you can achieve that goal Without an MBA, because as you mentioned, right, an MBA involves a lot of investment of time, investment of money. I think the financial costs associated with it often can be very, very high. And that's mm. why it's also important to consider, you know, at the stage of a career of, of life where you're at right now, can you reasonably afford to take that investment and also another thing to consider is will the school that you're applying to be able to give you funding so you know him the ASB does offer really good um, sponsorship I'm not sponsored to say this but it did help a lot with my decision to to take it or not to take it so and also in considering that you know whether it's a good investment or not it also depends on the branding of the school right because with different schools that you go to you get different ROI for your investment Mm. so I think you know, one risk that I understandably took on when, when I decided to go to ASB was that it, it was a young school, you know. So even though it had the MIT brand, it had the central bank of Malaysia brand, it was still a very young school. And there was the risk that employers might not um, recognize it so much as a yeah. household name. But, you know, at the end of the day, it worked out well. And not just for myself, but a lot of my classmates who went on to Fortune 500 companies, mm. right. So. The branding of the school the season of life that you're in can you take on that you know financial cost the the cost of time and also that time off out of your career where you're taking a two-year break instead of progressing upwards right so there are a lot of upsides associated but there are also some other questions to consider when you're deciding whether to do the mba or not
0: Mm, i know i know a lot a lot of young entrepreneurs decide to do mbas um but they often feel they're not ready to launch their own business. They don't have the knowledge, so they, they they want to do the MBA to get the knowledge. And as you say, maybe go into management consultant and work with other entrepreneurs, helping them launch their own businesses before they, they, they try it themselves. Um, but do, do you think there's an argument to be made for the entrepreneurial types who are doing their MBA in order to, to learn about launching a business? Do you think there's a case to be made that they should invest the money in starting a business in the first place and just jump into it rather than doing investing that money in an MBA?
1: Yeah, really interesting question. I mean, I'm not an entrepreneur myself, so I can't speak on speak on behalf of that, but I can talk about what I've observed, I think. So, you know, I think in this case, once again, it's a yes and no situation, right? There are a lot of success stories about entrepreneurs yeah. having gone to MBA school and meeting their other half, their other business half. Like you look at yeah. uh, Hui Ling and Anthony Tan being the biggest success case of two HBS students who went on to create Grab, but they, yeah. I do believe that they are the minority right because I have actually spoken to a lot of different entrepreneurs especially for for my podcast and a lot of them said that they actually didn't have a business degree they didn't go to business school and what they experienced was that starting their own business was a crash course for them for an MBA so they actually didn't find that they needed to go down the route to actually do an MBA take two years out because two years is a long time or even one and a half years is a long time that you could be spent building your product but you're in school instead but you know if you look at it you flip the switch you look at it in another perspective it could be a good place for you to let's say get the fundamentals because in business school we do learn a lot of frameworks there are a lot of you know like business canva business canva model the swot Mm -hmm. analysis things like that which could form very good fundamentals for you so it, it really depends on your style as well if you're someone who likes to be on the ground you know get the ground running learn from your mistakes then I do mm. think, like, you know, go for it, build your own business and learn the lessons. Might be the hard way, but at least you get to learn the lessons by creating it. But if you're someone who prefer to, you know, have these frameworks, learn the fundamentals, and even build your network from business school, then it mm. might be, a, it might actually supercharge your business. Because I actually do have a classmate um, that was, uh, that I was classmates with during my time in the MBA, mm. and he is what you call, you know, the hustler entrepreneur he was constantly on the phone always in and out of class taking calls for his business and he was just he it was just like he never slept you know because he was working and working as well but I felt that you know looking at his life there were times where I wondered like "Hmm, did he actually need to do an MBA but I could see how doing an MBA especially learning like things like governance which might not be something that entrepreneurs normally think about that was something that helped him set the fundamentals for his business in terms of making sure the compliance are met and coming up with very structured frameworks even looking at things like compensation that he got to yeah. learn about and i think having had that conversation with him he did mention that um, he definitely didn't regret his time at school and in fact benefited a lot from it so mm. it's, it depends on the kind of entrepreneur that you <laughs> are and your personality i suppose
0: and you, and you mentioned you know meeting meeting other people and networking um, you know my, my two co-founders ben and bill uh, co-founders of, of RioHR, they also met during their time in in, uh, in Um oh. and, I, and I've I've interviewed many people uh, and spoken to many people in, in my network who have had the same experience. The the post MBA, the key value for many people seems is that that's where they meet people uh, who they go on to do business with, whether whether it's um, being hired by them in, in in another company five years later, ten years later or actually co-founding a a company with them, the the networking value of being in a two-year course with, I I don't know how many other people are in in a course, but that many people who are so invested in their own future and so ambitious about their own future that they're willing to spend that amount of money and that amount of time on it. Being surrounded by those people is valuable in, in itself, right? You're always told to surround yourself with positive people, with successful people. And doing an MBA does it does exactly that right and, and I think a lot of people that the actual networking aspect is as valuable as the knowledge gaining um uh, aspect what, what 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 do you think on that
1: yeah I I think obviously you know being in b-school one of the key benefits you get from it are the theoretical aspects are the you know the the knowledge you get learning about operations how a business works but for me, I, I do resonate with that. I think the biggest value I got out of it are the people that I've met, especially coming from an industry that was um, very consuming. And it seemed like most of my circle was just only lawyers. But having gone Mm -hmm. through business school, it's opened my eyes to a whole world of people from different professions, different companies, you know, even culturally diverse Mm. people that I've got to work with. So I do think that, you know, the networking aspect, it's definitely the biggest value that I mean, personally, Mm -hmm. I've gotten that out of the MBA. But you know, an important note that you mentioned, actually, like, it's not it's there but you honestly get out of it what you put into it so if you go into business school with the mindset of i want to score straight a's and get a 4.0 cgpa which is important i think but (laughs) i think the bigger thing the bigger value that i get out of it is the connections that you need right the networks that you've made who will go on to become lifelong friends or even business partners so yeah, definitely the networking aspect. I would say key, huge, you know, benefit that one yeah. would normally get out of the MBA. But you gotta put in the work. You have to yeah. be proactive definitely. and and go out to meet people. Right?
0: Definitely. Definitely. Do Do you think there is a a right time or a wrong time in in someone's career to do an MBA? Um, do you think age is a is is a factor, or do you think it makes no difference?
1: Hmm. I think this is a this is a question that doesn't really get asked that much um and i for me i i wouldn't say there's a wrong time to do it um, but i having gone through that right I, as i mentioned earlier i i did feel those fears in the beginning of, before doing an mb because i felt too mm. you know so-called young for it not young age wise <laughs> but just young experience wise so i would i would say there's no sp- wrong timing per se because I did have classmates who were really young like they went into school at the age of 24 right And mm. they were the youngest of the class and they excelled anyway uh, but for me personally I, I do think that there is a better time to do an MBA so so for me I would say minimum maybe of three years of working experience and, and why I say that is because a lot of the topics in school it has a very practical um, actionable element to it there are a lot of um, classes that we go to that requires a lot of real life experience sharing and a lot of contribution from like you know during my time at work what did I experience what did I see so I felt that as much as I was able to benefit from all my friends um, experiences Mm -hmm. and sharings we've had people who were in there you know who worked for 15 years right not not trying to give away their age but (laughs) they were very seasoned and they were very senior and I felt that I absorbed so much from that but at some points i felt like oh you know i don't know if they could absorb the same from me if i could be able to give out that same amount of value because of the fact the fun, the mere fact that i was just you know 2 years into my profession so therefore i didn't have that much experience to share in that way but i mean of course we all make up for it in different ways but i do think that in order to really really benefit fully from the experience and to be able to even just apply those theories into the the practical um probably three years three to four years would be kind of like a good time to think mm-hmm. about doing an mba
0: got it it's, it's, it's funny you know i do so many career talks and uh web webinars and one one of the questions that come up is am i too old to switch careers now uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, it it's funny when you speak to people who ask i mean i'm i'm 41 i'm uh, uh you know when i speak to people in their 40s and and they say i'm, I'm too old to do this and I, I i can't switch jobs because the company judged me because of my age mm. i tell them well when i speak to younger people they say they get judged because they're too young it doesn't matter <laughs> whether true. you're young or old if if you mm. see it as a hurdle it will be a hurdle if you mm. see your age as a positive thing as in the experience you've accrued uh the, the knowledge that you have then it, it's not a hurdle anymore it's a it, it's a positive. Um, yes, you're it's, right. It's you probably, know, youth
1: can be an Youth can be an asset yeah. as
0: well. It's, it's, it, it, exactly, mm-hmm. and it's 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 just about how you how you see it and how you frame it in your own mind, uh, and 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 after that, how how you brand it to, to, to people. Um, but it's interesting how how people do see certain aspects about themselves as a negative when 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 really they they've had negatives at every stage of their life. They, those negatives just change and they they focus on the negatives rather than the the positives that that, that they, they can take forward but um would you would you recommend that when someone is is choosing an mba they should have a specific goal in mind as in a, a specific outcome that they want from the mba or or do you think it is fair to use it as a as a way to find your way in 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 your career mm
1: I think it's it's useful to have a goal, you know. I don't think one should feel too terrible about themselves if they don't know what they want to achieve mm-hmm. out of the India exactly. Because I feel like I resonate to the latter, right? I went into mm-hmm. it not knowing exactly what yeah. I wanted to do. At that point, I had a brief, uh, vague idea of perhaps going to management consulting or investment banking, and I did put in, um, I did set out different action steps in order to help me achieve that milestone, yeah. achieve that goal. Whether that was, you know, a goal that ultimately wanted to strive towards, too, that's a whole different story altogether. But I definitely think that it is important to have a clear goal, a purpose that you want to strive towards. Because if you don't have, you know, a short-term goal that you have, even a short medium, a long-term goal that you have in mind, you wouldn't know why you're in it, right? You would be in it for the wrong reasons sometimes and it would be it would be harder for you to persist and to you know to persevere through times that are difficult and through the very you know big challenges that come your way and with the mba it's it's not something that's a walk in the park right even if you're someone who is yeah. experience and you're someone who's worked for many many years there still comes a time where you will learn so many new things and you will feel challenged all of us felt challenged in certain points of the MBA so if you Mm -hmm. didn't don't have a clear goal as to why you're doing what you're doing I think it would make the struggle just you won't be able to survive through it and you you might even drop out of the program which is what happens to a lot of MBA students right they go into Mm -hmm. it and you know from stories that I've heard they don't really have a clear goal of what they want to achieve and so when times get hard or they go through certain roadblocks um, they then drop out of school because they decide it's no longer worth it so Mm -hmm. I do agree with having a goal in mind having something to strive towards but I think it's okay if the plans change it's okay if you're you know upon new information presented upon you you decide to pivot because that's what happens you know that's life it's it's very rarely it will be a linear kind of trajectory sometimes it's squiggly and that's completely fine
0: it's interesting because again when i'm talking to people and, and they they basically say how bored they are in their careers and, and that they want to change and that they're thinking about doing an mba um not that i disagree with doing an mba but sometimes it, it seems as if they're doing that MBA as their kind of eat, pre love moment. Um, <laughs> they're, 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 they're using it because they're, they're just bored with what they're doing and they think the NBA will solve everything without actually thinking what what would make me not bored? What would I be passionate about? What would I love? They're, they're, they're just going in with it thinking that, that it will solve things. Um, and that's not the case, right? It, it can add so much to what you do, but it's not going to solve all the problems that you have with not knowing what you want to do. Out, out of the career um but actually when once you graduated how how, how did how did you feel ab- about yourself did you did you feel uh, that you were suddenly a, a different caliber of person did you feel yes. that you had an advantage over other job seekers who didn't have MBAs <laughs>
1: yeah um such an interesting question because i think it's important to put it in context as well right i graduated not in a time that was usual it -hmm. was during the year the pandemic struck
0: so my
1: goodness it was a stressful time to graduate and i mean yeah all of us who went into the mba we we went in with grand plans right but the reality was we were coming out in a time where companies were freezing jobs and you know unemployment was at a really yeah. high stage at that point it wasn't a great resignation. it was just a great company freezing <laughs> so yeah. it was just it yeah. a very stressful time i i wouldn't say that i felt like i had an advantage right because you know it also depends at the mark the market where your school is based in in a, a market like malaysia right which i feel that there are many companies that value mbas right especially the mm. mnc's companies that are sort of
0: aware of
1: the value that an MBA can bring but i think for the most bit um i realized that especially with, with local sentiments right some of them felt that mbas were just overpriced grads <laughs> yeah. so it was it was a bit difficult and definitely for my batch we graduated in a tough time and it was it, it was really difficult even a lot of friends of mine we who who secured jobs you know before mm. even before the pandemic hit the moment it hit a lot of their offers got rescinded so it was mm, definitely yeah. a, a challenging time to graduate.
0: No, I can I, I can, I can, imagine. But you, you got your position via uh, ASB, right? It was one of the projects there that you did with a company.
1: Correct, is, correct. So is, is that, I, I was one of the luckier ones. Is it quite common? Sorry, could you repeat your question?
0: Is is it quite common for that to happen?
1: Ah, so. Um, I wouldn't say it's something that's common, but it's happened to quite a few of my friends. And especially during my year, um, it was something that happened. I think it was one of the years where it, we had the most sort of conversion rate or, that, or whatever mm. they, they call it, right?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: in the previous years, it wasn't that common. But somehow in my year, there was quite a few of us who actually got converted from the summer internship to the full-time role. So in, in a way, I feel you know really blessed because... I got a conversion after one of my internship programs, uh, which was yeah. offered as part of the module during the ASB, uh, ASB program. So I got to sign. I actually signed my offer before the pandemic hit. <laughs> so thankfully, you know, I managed to secure something um, before all the freezing happened. But yeah, yeah it was actually a internship turn full time offer.
0: It's interesting because the the internships are quite intense, right? And the projects that you do, they're very intense with the. The 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 companies that you do these projects with, and in many ways they are an interview. Right, it's it's like a super advanced interview um, where you do get the chance to to to, 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 to meet so many people, and it's it's surprising me that actually more people don't get their their post graduation job this this way. Actually, um, do, do 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 you think NBA um, students assume that they will be able to demand higher salaries when they when when they graduate. Do you think there's a bit of delusion around that, or do you, or do you think um, uh, it, it it is quite standard that they get paid a higher rate than when they started their MBA?
1: Yeah, I I think for sure, right, because that's. The, the main value proposition of an MBA, that's the main sell, right? Like mm. with the schools, when they come and convince you, it's always that, okay, you will get to supercharge your career. You will get to, you know, for those who are looking to supercharge, they will be promoted two levels up. For those who are looking mm. to pivot, you get to pivot. And, you know, the, the the value proposition of having a higher salary at the end of it it's definitely there it's present mm-hmm. right and for people who do it I'm, I'm not surprised because you know we take two years out of our sort of career trajectory yeah. to do this and you invest all of that time you invest all of that money so unsurprisingly it there is an assumption from mba grads that there will there will be a salary bump for sure and i think i mean at least observing most of my friends everybody got some sort of a salary bump especially mm-hmm. the ones who are based now in Europe and US right where Mm. in those markets they understand Mm. the value of an MBA so definitely you know for roles that are hiring MBAs there's definitely some sort of salary increase inbuilt in it whereas in Malaysia in Asia I think there are there's still some understanding of course it's picking up I think especially with ASB getting the word out there there are more and more companies who are understanding the value that they can bring but it's still um, a work in progress I would say Mm. but for sure, I I do see that salary increase that's present, but it's at the end of the day. Honestly, I do think it's how you package and you know that conversation that we had, right? It's how you package and how you articulate what you can bring to the table.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it, it is. It is uh, interesting how they are perceived in in different markets. Um, but but also this with the pandemic, it's. Um, there's there's certain interesting maybe you might say even positive things which have come out of the pandemic, and one of those, it has it has disrupted a lot of industries. I mean even even my own industry HR. Um, part of the success of real HR is that we're cloud based and we launched at a time when so many companies were using server based software and suddenly they had to work remotely and they had to turn to cloud alternatives. Uh, but but also. During the pandemic, online learning has massively increased and and, and the the industry has started to transform. Do you you think that will have an impact on on MBAs um, with the the access to high quality learning online through learning apps uh, and and, and things like that? Do you think that will impact the value of an MBA?
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I. So I only experienced about um, three months of the online learning during the time where I was graduating, and it was hard. you know, having been used to in sitting in class and being able to bounce ideas off my mm. classmate, I think all of us struggled. We found it quite difficult. But more yeah. than that, I think the teachers were struggling for the most bit. They had to adapt to using yeah. uh, Zoom and knowing how to deliver their lessons in ways that were engaging and and had, they had to technologically adapt as well. Um, I don't think the value of an MBA would intrinsically decrease just because it's being taught online right and the value is still there if you were to say I graduated from HBS you know the class of 2022 or 2023 people will still regard you highly right because of, of the brand of the school or even from ASB yeah. 2022 it's still highly regarded mm-hmm. but I think it's more so for the participants right it's for the students that had to yeah. go through the program in a mostly online or hybrid way and the the truth is that it's a completely different experience and so I think It's also something important for for these people who are aspiring MBA grads who want to think about applying to an MBA. This is some of the trade-off that you might have to experience. It's not the same in the past where you would be able to bounce ideas off each other, go on projects, um, travel freely in and out of the country. These are some trade-offs that you would have to accept. But obviously there are still upsides to doing an MBA even in a virtual and hybrid environment. I think many schools have adapted very, very well to it. So, yeah, mm. I, I, imagine it in,
0: you know, I imagine it is tough on the tough on the lecturers. I mean, it's not the same, but, you know, my my kids have great teachers in, in their school. But when it switched to remote teaching, they, mm. they 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 they'd never done it before. And they and they it takes it takes a long time for them to adapt. How to keep a five year old engaged on on a screen is completely different to when it's in person. Uh, so I I'm, imagine it is very hard, but I think that that covers all the areas that I wanted to talk about. Um, Janice, thank you so much for, for, for joining me today. Uh, as, I, as I said, I do so many career talks and so many webinars about careers. When people ask me about doing an MBA, it's an area that I, I, I don't really have the, the knowledge to talk about, whether it's a good for them, whether it's bad for them, whether they should wait. So this has really helped. Uh, and I hope it has helped the, the, the audience. Uh, so, Janet, I know you're in quarantine at the moment. So, I hope uh, I hope this has uh, helped uh, relieve some of the quarantine boredom. And thank you so much for, <laughs> for for joining me today.
1: Thank you. It's been such a pleasure, John. Take care.
0: Thank you, and thank you everyone for tuning in and and do uh, catch up with us for the next episode. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.